It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated, an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. Congratulations to Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira. He wins the Latin American Amateur Championship with scores of 68, 67, 63, 67, a total of 265, 23 under par. And Mateo also set a Latin American Amateur Championship record for lowest total score over the four days. Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira also receives an invitation to the Masters Tournament, entry into the U.S. Open, entry into the British Open, the U.S. Amateur, and the British Amateur. Well done, Mateo. So, how did the Arkansas senior golfer do it at the Latin American Amateur Championship in Puerto Rico? Well, you're about to find out. I went to Fayetteville to sit down with Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira, and you're going to hear his story after this. Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Find them on the web, blackmanauctions.com. You can find their full list of upcoming auctions. Visit them on the web, blackmanauctions.com. We are back with more from the short grass after this. Stay with us. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The economy is changing slowly but surely. The market is slowing down in a gradual slide. Not an emergency yet, the sky is not falling, but a change is coming. When times are good, auctions make buyers compete to buy at the highest market value. When the economy gets tough, auctions force buyers to make a purchase decision. Either way, auctions get the highest return for a seller and a strong deal for a buyer. With an experienced auction company, it's a simple process. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com for more information. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success. Not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens, member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome back to this edition of From the Shore Grass. I am your host, Trey Schapp. Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira, the Razorback senior golfer from Argentina, 
Buenos Aires, Argentina. You're about to learn a lot about Mateo in this interview. So without further ado, on the tee, Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira. Mateo, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. Now I'm going to try this. Felicia Tactionis. <laughs> uh, Did I get it right? Close? It was close. It was close. How I, should I say it? Felicitaciones. Felicitaciones. There you go. That's All right. better. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me here in the podcast. Latin American amateur champion. What does that mean? It means a lot. Um, I've been looking for that title for five long years. And to finally get it done in what is going to be my last opportunity, it feels amazing. I spoke with Coach McMakin right after Sunday when you won, and he said that you put so much work into getting back there and playing so well and trying to win that event. How important was it for you to put in the work and then see the fruits of your labor? I mean, I, I, ha I didn't have the, the fall semester I was looking for. Um, even though it wasn't great, I found some positive stuff from it. My my ball striking has was pretty solid the whole semester. My just my short game and putting were off, so that's my probably one of my two strengths of the game. Um, so finding that part of my game back wasn't easy, but I, as coach said, like I I think I put a lot of work in. And going into last week, it was just put all the preparation that I've done before that um, on in that in that week. So finally getting it done, it just feels real good. That third round, that was electric. <laughs> Once you got on a roll, you were on a roll. You were you in the groove right there that third round? Yeah, I mean the first the third round, it was just. I got the right momentum going on in the back nine. I got off to a really good start, but in the middle I had a stretch that uh, just butts were not dropping. I was not making birdies. Um, I made a really good par on 10 after a bad driver, and I had I got an unlucky break because my, my lie on the bunker wasn't great. I was standing outside the bunker with the ball below my feet, and um, I was able to punch a 7-iron to the front of the green. And then made made two putts from there. Hit a really good third shot on on 11. And then that's when I I told my caddy, hey, this is the right time to to start hitting the gas. So I started being more aggressive. Good driver on 12, drove it on the green. That was an easy birdie. And then just the putts starting to drop. So that's why I got in the momentum and made a lot of birdies. How did you sleep? Saturday night into Sunday morning, knowing what all was on the line. I didn't sleep well. I I went to bed around 10, and then I had my alarm set up for like 7 a.m., and I woke up at 4.40 4, 4 a.m. I mean, I just couldn't go back to sleep for a good hour. A lot of things were going through my head. I was kind of anxious about it. But then I, I just slept for, I don't know, 45 minutes more. Then I did, some, I did some breathing exercise that I did every single day before starting the, the day. Um, 
and then it was just I got to break fast. They they put some cameras on me that I, I never experienced before. I was eating breakfast by myself, and I had three guys recording me. Um, they were just taking some shots to see how I was preparing for a final round, and it just felt like a reality show in real life. <laughs> so yeah. after that, I went to the range, got ready, and once uh, once I stepped on the golf course, I was I felt more in control of my emotions. Coach McMakin told me that you basically were laser focused that you had blinders on because I asked him if he was down there he said he was but he didn't even know if you noticed him down there but he got out of there uh before the final round did you know he was there or were you laser focused I knew he was there um I always know who's around um I like to talk when I'm playing or competing but I don't like to talk all the time Actually, after the second round, I was playing with Huli, and he said, hey, we were having fun and talking, and then all of a sudden, you were not speaking to me. And I go, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm playing. Um, that's just my way of competing. Um, I like to, to talk and have fun, but when I am, when I am in my bubble, mm-hmm. I just stay focused on myself. Let's go back to when you first picked up a golf club. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. Um, it was, well, I started playing golf at a, at, a, at an early age. Um, but then I, I didn't play golf for a couple of years because I was playing soccer, which is the biggest sport down in Argentina. Oh, yeah, Messi. Messi. Wait, y'all are World Cup champions. <laughs> yeah, and we are very, very proud of that. Um, no matter if you play or not the sport, you're proud. Um so I started playing soccer, then I had to, to stop playing soccer and I had to switch sports and I just tried golf. My parents bought me a, a, my first set of clubs and I just got into it. Like You were hooked. Yeah, and I, I was nine years old and I got to, since then I just practiced every single day um, for, for a long time. And I did that with Tommy and Bruno, uh, which were there with me last week. Um, Tommy cut for me, Bruno was cutting for Segundo. Uh, but they are my roommates now at school, so I mean, they're two great friends. We have a, a very strong relationship, so it was very special to have them there with me. Growing up in Buenos Aires, where did you play your golf down there? Club Nautico San Isidro is called. It's like probably 15 blocks away from my house, five minutes. So pretty accessible, if you will. Yeah, I mean, for not living in a like in a country where you have the golf course and you can walk to it, it was it was very good setup for me. When did you decide to come to the United States? I always knew since a very young age that I would like to come here for college. Um, when I was 14, I think two of the best amateurs in Argentina, Jaime Lopez Rivarola and Alejandro Tosti, decided to come here to play for Georgia and and Florida. So I knew that was the path for me because I knew some English. I was not very good 
speaker, mm-hmm. but I knew enough to to be able to live here. Um, and I wanted to just stay away from Argentina because even though I love my country and I love to live there and I love to spend some some good quality time with my family and friends, I know that personally for me playing golf is not the best place to be. Um, I knew the path for me was going to be college, so I just moved here. I was the right decision. You went to TCU first, and then you transferred here to the University of Arkansas. What was it about the U of A and the Blessings Golf Club? I mean, it was everything. It was everything. It's just probably one of the best college golf programs in the country. Um, I have my girlfriend here, um, which is very, very important for me. I have my friends here, Juli, Manu, and Segundo. Um, Outside from the golf team, I also have a couple of friends, Tommy and Bruno also. Um, It was just a perfect fit for me. I found found a good place where I can practice. I think there are not many more better places than the Blessings to get ready for tournaments. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I was... I was at TCU and I came here to spend the summer with my with my girlfriend and Mr. Tyson was really um he was very good with me like he let me practice here for a couple of weeks just getting ready for some amateur events that I was having during the summer and I got to practice here for a couple of weeks and then I went to play some hard golf courses like Merido and I felt the courses that I was playing were way easier than than, this. than the blessings. Wow! So since then, I felt like this place had something special with only just being what it is. Like you don't know, but if when you get to play every single day out here, you have to hit it straight because if you if not, you will lose a lot of balls. <laughs> you get to have a good short game. Greens are elevated. They're tricky. They're they're fast. They're firm, um, and the, and it's in unbelievable shape. We have to, we have everything we want here, and also the way the way they treat us out here, it's uh, it's very special. We're actually very lucky. What does Brad McMakin mean to Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira? I mean, he's the guy that gave me the. The opportunity to be a part of this program and the Razorback family, the first one to to open the doors for me, and that's something I will be always thankful for. Cause it's not easy to be a part of a a good golf program like this one, and just being able to have him as a coach. He's a great guy, a great person. Um, he's very passionate about the game of golf. Every every time we get to we are here and we're just getting ready for a tournament. If you ask him to be out here with you, he will be there for you all the time that you want. And that's why I I really like to be here and, and work with him when I need him. Um because I I feel we we talk the same language. We have the the same passion and that's something you, it's not easy to find. You guys last year you played very well. Um, at the inaugural Jackson T. Stevens Cup at the Elotion Club. You won it. You were the individual champion. This year at Seminole, you guys didn't play as well as you wanted to. 
Um, I could sense that when I was there that y'all were a little frustrated with that. Seeing North Carolina play as well as they did and knowing what they have, but now seeing you play as well as you did last week and some of the other guys playing and getting better, do you feel like there's a chance you guys can compete for a national championship this this spring? I mean, we we didn't have, of course, this semester we were looking for last semester. Um, last year we had a probably the best fall semester in all the country. We won three times in a row. Then we finished second at the last one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we know that we have the talent to to have a strong comeback this spring. Um, I think what we prove ourselves last week was was very good going into the spring what i i played with all of them with manu with segundo and holy last week i played with the other two argentinians during the practice rounds and what i saw was pretty good so i have big big expectations for for all of us this spring i think we have the the talent to do something special um so if we I mean yeah we we just need to build our confidence as a team back but we have a lot of week to do that and the good thing is that we are all practicing very hard to it and we all we're all hungry for for a good semester so I just hope we get the opportunity I noticed uh your golf bag at the uh LAAC was from the Honor Palmer Cup you were the first Argentinian to make that team it's a very prestigious team the United States against the internationals collegiate players what did it mean to you to be the first Argentinian selected to that team it meant a lot I I didn't know about that tournament um, coming into college then after one or two years of course you get to know what the the Arnold Palmer Cup is because you want to be there um I got to experience it firsthand last year, be a part of the international team. And I think what I experienced that week, it's something that, of course, I will never forget, but it was very special because every single player in the room was great. Um, for me personally, just it was just a boost in my, in my confidence, knowing that, that I made it to, to that room being selected or just qualify for it like every player was good and we were all trying to help each other out to to get it done so we knew the the american team was really good and we we played some unbelievable golf to be honest i think the last the last day in the singles we might show like around 90 under par as a team it's pretty impressive yeah, right there. It was. It was a good day. We we played some good golf, and getting the win with them was very special. I made some good friendships that we still text each other, and they are all great guys, so I really miss that week. Being the Latin American amateur champion affords you the opportunity to play in three of the four majors, the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, and then two amateur events, the British amateur and the U.S. amateur, without having to qualify for any of them. You're already in there. That has to feel good. 
But let's take the Masters first because I think that is what people look at as the most prestigious and toughest to get in. I mean, Crow's Nest, place where the amateurs stay, is that what maybe one night in the Crow's Nest for you? I know it's early on in the process, but have you let your mind think about all that that week is going to be in driving down Magnolia Lane during tournament week? It's it's a lot to to think about. Um, I'm still trying to schedule the practice round there. Um, we're going. I'm going to experience it for the first time on Thursday. So I think after those four rounds that we get to play with the team, I will I will have a better look of what the place look like. Where am I going to be? Um, I mean, but it's going to be amazing for me. Do you remember the first time you saw it on television? Yeah, I was very young. I don't remember when, but it was probably around 2008, 2007. So right around the time that Tiger was towards the end before he had the knee injury. Yes, sir. And then watching him come back and winning in 2019. Pretty impressive. That was one of the most memorable days from me watching golf. Um, Is there anybody there that is going to be playing that you want to go up to on the range and just chat with or pick their brain? Tiger. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what I know would you say to him? Um, thank you. Um, I would just ask him how is he doing. Mm-hmm. Just have a random chat with him. Um, how is he feeling? I mean, I think, I I think I would I would be in shock though. It's gonna it would be hard for me to ask him any any questions. And then the uh, U.S. Open is at Los Angeles Country Club, a very prestigious course out in California. I know you're looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm look I'm really looking forward to it because also because it's they always say that the U.S. Open is the the hardest the hardest test in golf mm-hmm. and I really like to to be there and see what what it looks like to play in a US Open so yeah I mean I'm playing it at LA Country Club it's going to be even more special and then Royal Liverpool for the British Open yeah one well, uh, another prestigious course another prestigious course and it's um even more more important for us Argentinians because Roberto De Vicenzo won in 1967 mm-hmm. and he he left some good legacy there when when I went there in 2016 they they talked to me about him and everything they said it was great how good of a gentleman he was um, so just going back there and being at the place where where he won, it's going to be very special. Going back to your Sunday final round, um, very impressive final round. When did you finally realize, okay, I just won and I'm going to be playing in the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, USAM and British Ham? After the T-shirt on 17, um, I felt the, the job was done. 
I hit a really good shot from the tee. The minute the the ball came out of the club face, it was going very close to the pin. And a lot of things came to my head. I still had one and a half holes to go. I just tried to bring myself back to to the to the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you know on 18 that the guy that was as close to you went in the water with his tee shot? I didn't know, but I was expecting him to be in the water because I I knew when I saw that ball came out, it was just too far right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a lot of room on the right. But there was more if it was downwind, and it was not playing downwind. It was crosswind. So I I felt it was in the water. And at that point, I had a three-shot lead, and I was hitting my driver, my driver so good that I was just, I mean, I'm not making more than par here. So um, I just felt very confident about myself at that point. All right, Mateo, I'm going to ask you this question, and your answer is probably going to change after the second weekend of April. Best golf course you've ever played? As of right now. As of right now. It's going to change tomorrow. It's going to change when you go down there to practice. Yep. <laughs> um, best court, golf <laughs> So course. if you want to, you can go ahead and say it's Augusta National, <laughs> but you haven't played it yet. Um, let me think. And you've played a lot of great places. That's why I I really enjoy playing golf at Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I ju- I just love the golf course, and we go to play. I go to play it for two tournaments: the Carmen Cup mm-hmm. with TCU, and then with Arkansas. Eight rounds there in the morning, when the sun was just getting out. I remember every morning walking on the fourth fairway, and the minute you were over passing the the right trees on the right, you got to see the sun over the ocean and all the the boats there. That that was very special. It's a pretty impressive place, isn't it? It is. It is. It's very fun. All right, fantasy foursome. You and three others that you would like to play around a golf with. They can be living or deceased. Tiger. For sure. Um, I would like to play with Roberto de Vicenzo. And the fourth guy would be... Probably my dad. Yeah. I bet your dad's going to love Augusta in April. Oh, he is. He he never been before either, so... I don't know. I, I'm thinking about taking him on the par three as well. So, so yeah. yeah, he's going to be pre-emotion. Well, I say it again. Felicia Tassionis, <laughs> congratulations. I mean, what a what a tournament and uh, best of luck in these three majors and the amateurs and best of luck in the rest of your golf season here at Arkansas. Thank you, Trey. Thank you for having me. Heading to El Dorado to check out some live music or to play Mystic Creek? Stay at the Haywood, the only boutique hotel in the middle of downtown and the Murphy Arts District. 
If you are spending a weekend in Hot Springs, make plans now at the Marriott Courtyard close to Lake Hamilton and Oakwan. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group manages both of these fine properties and you will rest easy knowing that your every need is taken care of. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels on the web at bphotels.com. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to, uh, I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to, and a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, they know how to manage hotel properties. Matthew Allen, Blair Allen, when you need a place to stay, go to their website, bphotels.com, and find one of their properties that they manage for your next overnight stay. Well, I hope what you learned during the interview with Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira is how much he has put in to winning the Latin American Amateur Championship and how much he wants to win a national championship at the University of Arkansas. Best of luck to him in the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, or the Open Championship, British AM and USAM coming up this summer. As I was in Fayetteville to interview Mateo at the Blessings Golf Club, I saw this quote on the wall. You get out of golf what you put into it, but not necessarily at the same time. Don't practice until you get it right. Practice until you can't get it wrong. That will do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. Remember, when you find a ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you soon from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.